Thank you for tuning in to The Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Friends, Trisha Goyer here, and I am here with one of my favorite people. And I'm not just saying that because I literally stalk her on Instagram. I love hearing about what she's doing and all her kids and all the babies and all the things. So I just want to welcome my friend, Crystal Payne. So Crystal, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for making time for me to be here. It's such an honor, Trisha. And we go way back. Like I feel like way, way back. And I was just thinking the other day of, I have just loved your books so much and I need you to write some more fiction books because I really need some good fiction to read. Okay. I am doing it. I just turned in a book two days ago, like four o'clock in the morning. So, so they're coming, they're coming, Crystal. Um, yeah. So we went, so I think it's been 12 years. Mm. No, maybe 2013, maybe not that much, 10 years at least. Like it's been a while. Yes. No, because we got the kids in 2013. I'm going to tell a little backstory about how we know each other. So we were at a mom life conference retreat and I had already adopted Alyssa. So she was like one or two. And on the way to that retreat, I felt called to adopt from foster care. I was reading kisses from Katie. And I remember being at that retreat and like, this is makes no sense, but God has like put it on my heart to adopt from foster care. Like I don't have time, which this is leading into where we're going today. I don't have time for the things I'm already doing, but God put it on my heart. And I remember you and the other women there and you had one of your little ones where it was running around, like prayed, like if this is God, he would open the door. Well, six more kids later, <laughs> obviously God opened the door, but I just love how that was part of my story connecting with you. And now that's part of your story, which is a long way to lead up to tell us a little bit about yourself. And um, we're going to be talking about your book, The Time saving mom. But let's just start by telling, tell me all things crystal pain right now. You know, it's so interesting because I was remembering some of those conversations that we had mm-hmm. years ago, having no idea, like that yeah. our stories were going to intersect and that someday I would be adopting for foster care. Like that wasn't even remotely on the <laughs> radar. And yeah. it's so crazy how I feel like God uses these conversations, mm-hmm. these little things to plant these little seeds that later on he's going to, you know, cause them to grow into something that is a story you could have never dreamed or imagined. But I'm yeah. the founder of MoneySafeMom.com. Um, I have been blogging since the dinosaur ages, basically. Um, I started blogging <laughs> before there was even social media. I think at that, at this point, like I'm a great grandma blogger, basically. <laughs> there you go. I feel like the the newfangled things that are coming out that people are talking about, I'm like, I don't even know what that word is, but more power to you. I'm just over here doing my thing. Um, yeah. So I've been blogging since 2004, 2005. Um, my husband and I have been married for um, 20 years and we have six kids. They are 18, 15, 13. And then we had 10 years of secondary infertility. And then we have a two and a half year old, a two and a half year old and an eight month old. And um our second two and a half year old was one that, excuse me, we adopted from foster care. Um, mm-hmm. We, in the process of kind of grieving the secondary infertility and being told that we would never be able to um, conceive, a, you know, 
that a biological child, not even through IVF, um, just kind of really grieving that. And then God opened up our hearts to foster care um, through a family that was local that they were fostering. And I just was like, they were talking about different things. I'd be like, hold up, what? There are children sleeping on DCS Mm -hmm. couches, like in their offices because Mm -hmm. there aren't homes. And I looked around our house and thought about the space we have in our home, the space we have in our heart. And, you know, my husband and I just felt like we need to step into this. And so we um, have had six kids in our home through foster care, um, two that were long-term placements, um, one that he was with us for eight and a half months. And then mm-hmm. we invited his mom and we got to be really involved in his mm-hmm. story. And he's doing really well. He's three years old. And then our little David, we fostered him for 22 months um, and then adopted him in December. And he has a lot of special needs. So that's been a whole journey of just learning all things Down syndrome and cleft lip palate and surgeries and therapies and spending a lot of time in doctor's offices and um, all about how to have a feeding tube and all the things. Um, But God's been so faithful and so good. And um, it has just like, he has wrecked us in the most beautiful of Mm -hmm. ways. And as you know, it's like this brutal but beautiful journey that God uses to change us from the inside out. So, oh, and yes, I've written a few books. Um, <laughs> Mom is my fifth book that just came out. And I also have a podcast called The Crystal Pain Show and I'm very active on Instagram. Like you talked about, I'm somebody saving mom on Instagram. Yeah. And I love it. You're so real. Like, some, like I love, like you have no makeup, your hair is up. There's like sweat up on your shirt and like... I just want to tell you how much God loves you. And I'm like, thank you, Crystal. Like, thank you. Like, so you don't even know that some days you just feed my soul. Like, yes, because it's so hard. And I'm so glad we are starting this conversation because when God calls us to something, it doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. It doesn't mean like it's like should map out that we should have time for these things. And you mentioned, mentioned special needs. So out of our seven uh, adopted kids. Six of them were from foster care and all, every single one of them, we've had therapy. We've had, um, speech therapy, vision therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. And if you would have looked at my schedule and said, look, how are you going to deal with five appointments a week and all the kids, and then not to mention meltdowns. And I mean, so many things like it's not possible, but God, uh, just he opens our heart and he makes a way and somehow in the brokenness, like I have needed God more than I have ever needed him before. And I felt like so insufficient more than I've ever needed, but it also feel like, so just like I'm with God and he's with me and victorious than I've ever felt before. So as we're talking about what we're going to be talking about time, um, I think like this conversation isn't just going to be, okay, let's, figure out white space on your your calendar because there's times and seasons in our lives where it's not just about creating white space it's like figuring out priorities so tell us your heart behind the book and why this is the book for this time for your readers you know, it's real interesting because you were talking about that. And the subtitle is how to juggle a lot. Um, and there was a reason that we didn't say like, how to have all this white space and free time. <laughs> yeah. you know, that would be a wonderful thing. And I feel like there are seasons of our life where mm-hmm. we do have more free time and where we should, you know, say no a lot and all of that. But there are seasons where we're called to juggle a lot. And so I actually start mm-hmm. the book out with Jesus, like just yeah. saying, like, there is no way that I could do what I do if it were not for the grace of God. Mm-hmm. What it really looks like to lean into that. Because I think it's so easy for us to say, you know, just trust Jesus and he's faithful and yeah. he's 
provide, but what does it look like to actually mm-hmm. walk that out in our day to day? And so I have this four step system that I outlined in the book, but the, the first step is prayer and that mm-hmm. posture of, I cannot do this in and of my own strength. I need you, Jesus. And so starting my day, releasing to him mm-hmm. all the things that I'm carrying, the things that feel so heavy, the things that feel overwhelming, and just really acknowledging that without him, I am nothing. Yeah. You know, all the t-shirts and the tattoos that are like, you're enough. And I'm like, actually, I'm not. Yeah. In and of my own strength, I am not enough. Mm-hmm. I could not do this life that God's called me to. But in Christ, I can do all things. Yeah. And so that's really my heartbeat for this book. It's a very different time management book. <laughs> Not just about like, let's figure out all these great systems. Like I talk about the systems in there. Yes, absolutely. But the systems for me are built on a foundation Mm -hmm. of my security and my trust in Christ. And so, you know, I would say that you can have calm in your heart when there is not calm in your life. There's chaos in your life. Like I remember us having a conversation years ago where I was like, how do you write books? And you're just like, I just am at the kitchen table. There's all this stuff. (laughs) on. And, and I think about that. So yeah. often. just this morning on Instagram, I was, I'm doing a day in my life on Instagram and I was um, showing how just like, this is the work at home life right now. Where exactly. Like, yeah. My old little eight month old getting into the cupboard. And then my husband is um, administering meds through the feeding tube to, you know, our two and a half year old and our other two and a half year old is like spinning around. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there doing my work and it's not ideal, you know, but mm-hmm. it's, the ideal life that God has called me to, and he's so faithful. And so I feel like this is, it's just this opportunity that we get to invite him into what, you know, this sometimes wild adventure that of life and to get to see him be so faithful as we rely upon him. Absolutely. And I think so many times we think like we need order and we need control, but how many times in the Bible do people have order and control? I'm reading through the book of Joshua right now. Like they are fighting the the Canaanites are trying to take the land. This is not order and control, but God is victorious in them when they're stepping out to do what he called them to do. And, you know, Joshua's like, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Like this is how we are doing it. And it's not easy and it's not um, like... I wish I had a clean house. I wish I was caught up on laundry. I have a stack of mail that I haven't looked at in a month, but there's people in my house and they feel loved and we're serving them. And I'm seeing God work in me and work in them. And it seems like somehow in God's arithmetic, how things work, when I'm doing the things that he's asking me to do, he takes care of the other things. I don't know how the books get done. You could probably say the same thing. Like, I don't know. It's just like working out. And yet if I, if I was somewhat place, we had not adopted kids or I did not have my mom and my grandma here. Um, I could have an office all day. I could be sitting there for eight hours. It could be ter- perfectly quiet and perfectly clean and nothing could come of it. Like it, cause it's the inspiration is from God. Like it's God flowing through us that gives us to whether we're sharing a story on Instagram or sharing a story in a book, it is God's inspiration. And we could set up a perfectly ordered life. Or like you're saying, we could juggle a lot. We can enjoy life and we can accomplish what matters most with his strength in us. Yes. And I think that, you know, so often we're chasing after like the perfect system. Like, mm-hmm, well, if mm-hmm. I just find the perfect planner, if I just find the perfect system, like that's what's going to like, yeah. 
at all. And we're in essence, so often trying to micromanage and control our life. And that's right. where really the stress comes from is mm-hmm. when we're clenching our fist really tightly and just, we're trying to fix yeah. ourselves, but starting from that posture of really just letting go and releasing to the Lord and entrusting him saying, God, you called mm-hmm. me to this. And so I'm going to trust you to give me the grace and the wisdom and the energy to do what you called me to do. He is just so faithful. And then I feel like, yeah. also, you know, he gives us the ability to come up with simple systems mm-hmm. and things yeah. that work for our family, but then we can do it from the space of so much joy and peace. And like you said, there are going to be places in your life that are just not going to be going well. You know, yeah. that stack of mail, like, you know, intentionally deciding there are things that I'm not going to do. I put mm-hmm. um, a reel on Instagram this week that was five things I don't do. And, yeah. you know, and I think for women to understand that there is no one, mm. who is there is no one who is doing all the things all the time well. But it's, you know, we get to intentionally decide what are we going to do well? What are the things that we're going to pour our life into? And I want it to be the things that are going to matter at the end of my life. And so that's really, for me, this book is about helping you decide your priorities. Um, The second part of the system is pray and then prioritize. And so deciding your priorities, and I talk about my six times two priority system, where I have two hands, I can hold two priorities at once. (laughs) If I try to add any more. Yeah things just start toppling over and mm-hmm. I start feeling stressed. And so every day mm-hmm. I just focus on two priorities and then I rotate the priorities that I focus on so that over the course of a week, I have focused on each priority area, usually at least twice. And so I've spent that intentional time. So you think of, you know, if you really focus yeah. on your marriage twice a week, if you're married mm-hmm. over time, that is how you build that strong foundation. Mm-hmm. Really focus on your home twice a week, you know? then it's like, maybe it's that tackling that mail pile or maybe this week for me, it was tackling my refrigerator and my freezer really needed to be done. And so just, you know, twice a week, really spending some extra time focusing on some home projects that adds up, you know? And so it's these little baby steps and this little intentional time that we're putting in that really adds up. But I find that when I'm just holding two at a time, I can be so much more present and so much more focused instead of feeling like I need to be over here. I need to be over here. I need to be over here. I can be like, you know what? That area does need some attention, but I'm going to get to that on Thursday. So I can focus right here on Tuesday and be fully present here. And I I love how you have that system because I, before I go to bed at night, I will say like, what's the one most important thing I need to get done that day? And then what's the second? So I guess I'm doing your system. I want the audiobook. I cannot wait to listen. I'm so excited, but I think that's the same system because I'm thinking ahead, like what's the most. And so sometimes it's a major homeschool day. We are like focusing on all the things the next day. Like you said, it might be a household day. It might be like, this is a writing day. Uh, you guys can watch TV or I don't care whatever you're doing. Uh, we're not doing homeschool today, but, but we do have those really strong homeschool days. So mm-hmm. it is switching those. Okay. So you talk about prayer. You talk about priorities. I need to know what the next two things are. Cause I'm going to be listening to you while I'm cooking dinner. That's yeah. another thing. I love audiobooks when I'm cooking dinner or doing laundry, but tell us what the other two um, things are that in your book. So pray, prioritize, and then plan. And so in the book, I really talk about my system. And, and you know, for a lot of people, it's like that system is not going to work perfectly for you. But mm-hmm. I really wanted to share. So often people have come to me and been like, 
how are you doing what you're doing? So this is really yeah. mapping out how I'm juggling the things. And so I have a hybrid system where I use Google Calendar and then I use a time block to-do list. And I and I walk you through the process of how that works and how it could work or pieces of that could work for you as well. And so really taking the time to plan, I think yeah. that a budget for your time. Like mm -hmm. I'm so big on budgeting for your money. And when you have a budget for your money, it feels like the money just goes further. Like you yeah, just, it does, yeah. it and you're more careful with how you spend it. And also when you're spending that money at the grocery store, you're not worrying, how are we going to pay our electricity? Because you've budgeted for it. Mm -hmm. Same is true for our time. If we take the time to pre-decide our priorities and then plan a budget for our time, we're going to have what feels like more time and we're going to have more wiggle room in our day. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to be able to be more intentional with our time. Now, some people, the word budget just feels really scary and, <laughs> you know, restrictive. They're like, I don't want any part yeah, of that. Yeah. And for me, a budget actually gives freedom because mm -hmm. it's boundaries that you create and we budget for fun money. Like my husband mm -hmm. and I both have fun money that we can spend on whatever we want. We budget for going out to eat. We budget for having yeah. dinners. Like we budget for these things that, you know, these aren't restrictive. Like this is stuff that is like, it makes yeah. our life so much better. Same is true for our time. When we have a budget for our time, when we pre-decide how we're going to spend our time, I also am budgeting time for yeah. the fun things. And then also budgeting wiggle room in my day so that I typically have at least two to four hours that I don't plan anything for the day. Because as you know, life is gonna, <laughs> stuff is going to come up. And so when I've already planned for those mm -hmm. interruptions, then when they happen, I'm not all stressed, like, oh my goodness, this is not going to work. It's like, oh, well, I planned that there was going to be interruptions. So, okay, sure. You, I mean, this morning, my daughter, my two and a half year old, like one of the first things that she did this morning, there was this cup of hot cocoa that someone had left on the counter. Mm -hmm. all my Don't ask me. I don't know. Like, <laughs> anyway, first thing she like climbs up, gets the cup of hot cocoa and manages. She was trying to put it in the sink, you know, but mm -hmm. didn't yeah. quite make it to the sink. Yeah. Like, there's just hot cocoa with like um, marshmallows that had been the soggy marshmallows mm -hmm. like yeah. all over the floor. And you know, I could just be like, okay, I've got time to just stop and clean this up. And she was upset about mm -hmm. it that she done it. And I was able to just be like, it's fine, honey. You were trying to put it in the seat. Good job. You know? Yeah. And so as a mom, when we have some simple systems in place, when we're pre-deciding our priorities, when we're allowing that wiggle room in our day, then I feel like we can just love our kids from a much more calm space as well. And something that, you know, could feel like an emergency or just throwing everything out of wax so then we get upset at our child can just be like, okay, I planned for this interruption and I can just address this. We can clean it up and mm -hmm. you know, I can just love her and, you know, just encourage her and speak life to her instead of feeling all frustrated and frazzled. Yeah. And it makes sense. Like when you set up a plan, um, it's not like this is set in stone, but it gives you guidelines. And often it's the things that we get so frustrated about. If you just have a plan, like, okay, I know I can get ready and get out the door in 30 minutes, but I can't get all these people out the door. So you just, I'm just going to plan for an hour. And then I'm not frustrated. Like you said, like you just plan that things are going to happen during the day. And years ago, I was working with a life coach and just so overwhelmed. I mean, we, we had seven kids like suddenly in our house and all the mess and all the stuff. And she's like, she's like, what is a big thing? I'm like, it's a mess all the time. And she's like, 
do you have a plan for like chores? I'm like, I don't have time to think about it. But she encouraged me. I took me 20 minutes to figure out this rotating system of who has what chore on what day. That thing, that paper has been up on my kitchen wall for six years. Everyone does either kitchen, living room, or bathroom during the day, and then they have certain chores in the evening. It's the same thing, and they know what day it is, and they know what they're supposed to do. It probably took me 20 minutes, and then it's not like my house stays clean all the time, but once during the day, that area is going to be clean, and that's part of the plan, and they know who who's not it is to do the dishwasher, who's not it is to put the food away, and it took me 20 minutes. It took a plan to set that in place and it has just made our life so much easier instead of me being frustrated all the time that this house is a mess and I can't keep up with anything and uh yeah so I love how you talk about once you have a plan or just plan extra space extra time and also having the expectations knowing that something is going to go wrong and we're not going to have everything go perfectly and that's part of the plan too okay so well, and I love I love that you just said you know how it's clean once a day. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. like, you have this expectation of like, yeah. I'm going to clean, I'm setting up this plan and it's going to like, our house is going to be perfectly clean all the time. And I think that's a gift that we give our mm-hmm. family. We just lower our expectations. Oh my goodness. Because it's like people live here. And especially yeah. if you work from home, if you homeschool, if you're a stay at home, I'm like, there are people in your house most all the time. So if your house looks completely clean all the time something's wrong because yeah. life is not happening there you know and exactly. so I just to look around at the laundry and at the mess and at you know these different things and just see like this is like people live here and this is evidence of life and exactly a child with special needs has really changed my perspective a lot mm-hmm. because when he came to us he was barely able to hold his head up mm-hmm. old, and they didn't know just because of all of his malnutrition and being born prematurely, plus Down syndrome and the cleft lip palate and just all the other medical things, whether he was going to ever be able right. to do that. And so every tiny little thing has been this huge celebration. And yeah. now he is like walking up and down the stairs and climbing things. But I remember the first time he made a little mess. Like he actually managed to get into our bathroom and pull the toilet paper down and re- <laughs> And it was like this tiniest little mess. But I was like, oh my goodness, look at this. Like I called the whole family and like all the skills that it took for him to be able Mm -hmm. to do that. And now like I just, messes to me are evidence of developmental milestones. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It changed my perspective on that. And so I just, that's helped me to just reframe how I view things when I think of this is evidence of life happening in our home and this is evidence of developmental milestones. Yeah. I realized that oh, I didn't good. tell you what the fourth thing was though. I got yeah, that's what I was gonna, like. We're going to jump to the fourth <laughs> thing, but that was really good. I love that. Yeah. Um, so it's prep. And this is mm-hmm. not only just prepping our space. There's so much that, you know, if we set up these plans, but then we don't actually have a plan to execute on them. Like you said, you took the 20 minutes to write the list, but then you put it on your wall and then you told your family the expectations. Mm -hmm. And so prepping by that or prepping by, you know, how we set up our day the night before makes a difference. You know, just a few little things that we can do it the night before. Mm -hmm. For me, writing out my time block to do this for the next day. It could be, you know, planning what you're going to wear. What are you going to eat in the morning? You know, having your bag ready to get out the door, but also prepping our mind because so much of our success or failure happens in between our ears. And so 
I have talked to so many women over the years Mm -hmm. who they are limiting themselves by what they believe about themselves. And so you'll, you'll hear them say things like, well, I can never do that because of X, Y, and Z. And there's always excuses and it's easier to make excuses than to take action. I talk about grocery budgets. I will talk about, you know, cutting your grocery budget or just even talk about our family's grocery budget and people immediately you know, I'm not saying anything like you should have a low grocery budget. You should cut your grocery budget. <laughs> I'm just saying like, this is our family's budget. And people just, oh, I can never do that because yeah. you know, we live out in the country or we are gluten-free or we have three teenage boys and you know, on and on and on. And I'm like, I never said you had to. But <laughs> immediately, instead of saying, what can I do? Mm-hmm. The resistance comes and it's like, I can't do that. And so I really challenge people in the, you know, last part of the book to really pay attention to the words that you're saying, pay attention to what is swirling around in your head. And is it a limiting belief? That is something like, I'm not organized. I'm not a morning person. I can't do that because of X, Y, and Z. That will never work for me. You know, it might be true that you're not as organized as some people. It might be true that you're not a morning person. It might be true that you haven't had as much experience in these areas, but if we just sit there and stay stuck in our belief of, I can't do this, we'll probably never do anything. And so really challenging you to say, what can I do instead of, I can't do that. And also to stop saying, I don't have time for, because that is again, just kind of this limiting belief of, I don't have time for if we change that around to say, I'm choosing to spend my time differently because Mm -hmm. we do have choices. You know, time Mm -hmm. is not unlimited, but we do have choices. And so if you start saying, not, you know, you're not going to tell your friend who's invited you to something, I'm choosing to spend my time differently. No, but I'm saying (laughs) mentally, you're telling yourself that to recognize, okay, well then what am I choosing to spend my time on? Because if you're saying, I don't have time to exercise, or I don't have time to have a budget, or I don't have time to write a book or whatever it is that you're saying, I don't have time for Well, then what are you choosing to spend your time on? And is it what you want to be, what you feel like, yeah, I really want to be spending my time on this, then that's great. Like I talked about the Instagram reel that I made of, you know, five things I don't do. Women's Bible studies right now, not Mm -hmm. doing women's Bible studies. For years, I was super involved in our church's women's ministry. Mm -hmm. And right now that's not what God's called me to. So I'm choosing to spend my time differently and have complete peace about that. Gardening was one of the things on there. You know, I, for years um, growing Mm -hmm. up, huge garden. I spent hours gardening. I don't garden. I'm, I'm growing children, not plants. Right? Yeah, right now, this season. And, and so, like, but giving myself the grace to be like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel guilty over the fact that I don't garden. My friend has an amazing garden, and I love it. And if she wants to give me any of her tomatoes and cucumbers, bring me the zucchini, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just give ourselves that permission to. It's okay if we're choosing to spend our time differently, but just making sure that what we're spending our time on is what we actually want to be intentionally spending our time is the things that matter the most right now that we want to be wrapping our time and our life and our energy around. Yeah, that is so good. And I love that, like you were mentioned, like the women's Bible studies, there's seasons for things and we can be called to something and we can be passionate about something and it's not the right season. So currently in this season, I'm not doing a teen mom mentor group. I've done it since 2002. The last I actually had already planned to stop right before COVID, but, and it's just been this natural thing. Every time I would go, I need, I was needed at home. There was a team that needed me. We needed to have a deep conversation. I'd have to call my leaders and tell them I'm not going to be there. And I realized like, 
I'm still passionate about that. I still love mentoring young women. I have four in my house, like three young women and a young man in my house. Like this is the season that I just need to pour into them and know that I can still love something, feel called to it, feel passionate about it, but it's currently not the season. And that's okay. Like that is completely okay. I'm not less than because I'm not serving in this ministry or being in a Bible study or doing this other thing that I love and feel passionate about because there has to be choices. Like we cannot do everything and whatever God calls you to do that you're going to have to step away and it might just be for a season and that's okay. Well, and just in saying no now is not that you're saying no for forever. Right. Exactly. I love how like you do have a teen mentoring, mentoring group. It's just right in your house. It's just my kids because they have enough issues. <laughs> you have a built-in full-time 24-7 teen exactly. mentoring group going on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and I think that that for me has just given me so much freedom that mm-hmm. it's okay and yeah. it's not even okay. It is good. Mm-hmm. And that no one is doing it all. And so what are the things that God has called me to do right now in this season? And I'm going to do them wholeheartedly. And sometimes he's going to call me to do things that feel far beyond what I can do in my own strength. And that's where then I get to really rely upon him and see him be so faithful. But other times he's going to call me to step back. Like yeah. recently we closed our home for foster care. And that was really hard because I'm mm-hmm. like, there's so many children out there. Yes. But to know there are six children in my home that mm-hmm. need to fully show up as a mom. And if I open my home right now for one more, I know that the six in my home right now are not going to be getting, you know, everything that God's yeah. called to give for them. And so to just really have mm-hmm. that peace, mm-hmm. but in two years from now, we might reopen again. Like yeah. I don't know what God has, but I just know that it's no for right now. Exactly. Yeah. When we finished our last adoption, we, the adoption was on Monday. We took him to Disney World. This was in 2016. On Friday, I got a call. Like, can you take one more? Because we had seven kids in our house. You could take eight in Arkansas. And I'm like, I can't. Like we, like you said, there is a season where that is not going to work. And my heart is still there, but it's not going to work. And it was like, we only, it's been five days, people. Like, give me, give me some time to have breath before you call me, but new ones. But it's hard. Okay. But I'm so excited about listening to this audiobook. What I love is like we could all learn from each other. So I think I have some skills on these things you talked about, but I know I'm going to pick up some great tips. I, I always pick up great tips from you, Crystal. Um, like I mentioned, I stalk you on Instagram. So the book, again, if you want to hold it up for us, is Saving, uh, the, the Time Saving Mom, How to Juggle a Lot, Enjoy Your Life and accomplish what matters most. And I have it on Audible. I'm super excited about listening to it on Audible. I have it. So, um, and you were saying like a lot of people are getting on Audible, which makes sense because, uh, hello, <laughs> we, we, we need the time so we could do two things at once. So that's right. And that was one of the things that I was, I really, I love audiobooks, and I love to have, especially mm-hmm. for certain kinds of books. I really, I like to have, I'm still old fashioned. I don't use a Kindle. Yeah. I actually like the real book, but audiobooks I love. And this was a book that at, at the beginning I told David's story. And so it's very story driven. And then at the end, I talk about the chapter that I never expected to write, um, which happened kind of in the middle of writing this book um, that we were not expecting to be adopting David. Um, yeah. And 
that six months in, there was another family and then um, things fell through with that. And so um, we had this really short window of time to make the decision. And, mm-hmm. and so I share that story of then, you know, God just really making it so clear that he was calling us to say yes. And I now know, I mean, I look back and I'm like, I can't even imagine him not being part of our family. Yeah. You know how this goes, but four weeks after then we said yes to adopting him. And so we'd wrapped our head around, okay, he's going to be the caboose and like, can we do this? And like, you know, lifetime caregiving, like all of those things Mm -hmm. you have to think about when you have a child with pretty significant special needs and what, how this is going to affect our kids and all that. And so we wrapped our heads around all of that and everything. We're like, okay, yes. Four weeks later, find out that I'm expecting. (laughs) So not in the cards, like, so it was so shocking to us that it took us a week. We usually would tell our kids right away, but like it took us a week to even wrap our heads around it enough to even tell our older kids because we were just like, nah, like, no, no, no. It was like, we were so in shock about it. And so anyway, I wrote this book in the middle of morning, noon and night sickness with having two toddlers. Oh my goodness. And so, you know, how like God just gives you, you know, the little, I'm like the four minutes and the seven Mm -hmm. minute blocks that you just Mm -hmm really good at using them. You're like, everybody's quiet for four minutes. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But he was just so faithful. And so I share about like walking out the principles of this Mm -hmm. book in that unexpected season and how I kind of became my own case study. And yeah. faithful. And so that's one of my things for this book is that it's not someone that's writing it from this real theoretical standpoint. (laughs) Or like 10 years ago, I was in a really, you know, like busy season of my life. And this is what helped me. It's like, no, no. Like when I was right like right now, this sentence right now, <laughs> this is like, I was on this podcast the other day. It was this well-known writer. And he was asking me, you know, like, so tell me like, how do you find those, you know, you know, three hour, five hour blocks to be able to <laughs> sit down and write. And I looked at him and he's like, what cues do you use to like, tell your family that you're getting in writing mode? And I was like, um, Toddlers really don't take cues. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I was like, uh, I use five minute blocks. And he like, he just couldn't wrap his head around like how you write in five minute blocks. And I'm just like, cause that's what it's, you know. it so can you be done. Work. Yeah, it can be done. And I, I remember like, cause he, I think it was like, it was on Instagram for sure. But you're like, well, I know we just had this announcement about the adoption, but we have another surprise <laughs> announcement. And I still think you had the deer in the headlights look when you're like, announcing like and we're gonna have another baby too yeah it was the thing of like how are we gonna do this like how Mm -hmm. you know it was that thing and I I look now you know he's almost nine months old Micah our youngest and just to see how like Mm -hmm. the gift that he is to our family and yeah the the smiles and the joy and the laughter that he brings and I also see the gift of David having this little brother who is who's going to he has you know older sister who's just a little bit older and the younger brother so he's kind of right in the middle of these two children who are just going to help him all of his life and at therapy they're always talking about like he has this built-in little therapy clinic going on (laughs) all day because he's just going around with like these other children and they're just teaching him so much Mm. just the gift you know and God's kindness and what God knew what our family needed that we didn't know. And, and I'm just so grateful. And it just reminds me, you know, in those moments when you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I don't know <laughs> do which is like multiple times a day. 
you know, he, he knows and he is so faithful and he has been faithful and he will be faithful. And so just, you know, looking to him and trusting in him that he will never fail us. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Okay. I just love you so much. I could just talk to you all day because you're just so encouraging. But since I can't talk to you all day, I, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on Twitter. I'm always getting like, oh, this is a great savings thing. Let me go click on this. Where else can people just connect with you and get more crystal pain? Because they're going to want it because I know I love it all the time. So if you love great deals or want to use your money wisely, moneysavingmom.com, we update it many times a day. And when I say we, that is my team. I am over it, but trust me, I'm not writing all of those <laughs> posts. I always like people to know I'm not doing all yeah, the things. Yeah. Um, and so moneysavingmom.com. And then my podcast is called The Crystal Pain Show. And mm-hmm. I, my husband and I do that together. And then we have some guests on sometimes, um, which we're working on trying to get you on. Trying yes, to- we're working on that. I actually <laughs> got an email from your publicist this morning. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, And then like you said on Instagram, I am the money saving mom on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Crystal, for being here. And just thank you for (laughs) pouring out to us, even in the middle of all the things. I mean, I just love it. Well, thank you for the opportunity. And, you know, it's just such an evidence of like, I feel like you hold up your crumbs to God and you're like, here's what I've got. Here's what I've got to offer. Just take it and use it however you see fit. And he's just so faithful to multiply what we give him to, yeah. you know, do exceeding abundantly, whatever we, more than we could ask or think. I, I totally agree. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration that's what I'm here for. Now, remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com. And I can't wait until we connect again.